Hi, my name is Lydia and I'm from Chicago. I was born to a very poor family. Mom and dad couldn't even afford to buy me new shoes every year, and I would end up wearing the same ones over and over again, even though they now had a hole bigger than the Grand Canyon. One day when I was seven years old, I went to school with those antique shoes and everyone started making fun of me. <laughs> look at her shoes. They look like they could be on display at a museum. I wanted to cry, but suddenly I felt like I should say something. Yes, just like your underwear. His face was frozen, but everyone else laughed more. Even though they laughed at my joke, no one wanted to hang out with me. One night before I went to bed, mom came to me. Don't worry, my lovely Lydia. I'm sure that time will bring you the right friends. She smiled at me and kissed me goodnight. But instead of friends, time just brought me more bad events. One morning, when I was 10, mom and I woke to find out that dad was missing. He was nowhere to be found and he didn't come home all day until mom decided to call the police. When was the last time you saw him? Well, he was sitting on the sofa. But as mom was mumbling and crying, she suddenly saw a note on the sofa. Dear Teresa and Lydia, I am sorry to go, but I can't provide for you anymore. I have to see if I can make it on my own first. Mom burst into tears, but I wasn't feeling anything. A few days later, she started struggling between jobs to pay the rent and bring food to the table. We had to leave the city and move to the countryside, to a more affordable place, and I enrolled in the nearest school. Never give up on your studies. I did as she asked. One day, when my classmates and I had a school project where we had to create a comic, I decided to take a new approach and paint my comic strips. Turns out that I was a very good painter. For that project, the teacher was impressed by my paintings even more than the other people's printed images. Great job, Lydia. A plus for Lydia and her group. But Melissa, the richest and most popular girl in school, wasn't so happy about it. Ridiculous! She can't be better than my $5,000 printer that my dad just bought for me on purpose for this project. I wanted to tell her to shut up, but I still had a feeling that being the new girl in school, I had better make friends before I made any enemies. That's fine, Melissa. Next time we will all use your printer to make you happy. But she wasn't an easy-to-please person and got angry at me. How dare you talk to me like that? What an idiot! She didn't even understand I was trying to be fair. Luckily, one of her hyena best friends spoke to her. Melissa, she didn't say anything wrong. And the whole class burst into laughter. Melissa was more furious than a volcano and walked out. A few days later, while I was walking in the school's corridor heading to my locker, I saw an opening for a design competition. I couldn't believe my eyes. Melissa was looking for a personal fashion designer to pay for drawing whatever dresses she had in mind, and she was paying a lot. While I was reading the ad, someone spoke to me from behind. Do you think a loser like you will satisfy my fashion needs? I turned around, and Melissa and her ugly hyena girlfriends were strangely looking at me. I wanted to be someone, and so I had to stand up for myself. Oh, shut up, you spoiled brat! What did you just call me? I immediately regretted it. I needed the job so badly. Um, I mean, of course, I won't satisfy your expectations. I will do my best to surpass them. <laughs> we'll see. As she left, I heard a sweet voice right behind me. It was Thorne, the weird guy from my class. Don't listen to her. Just apply. I've seen your drawings. You have talent. You could win. Well, now he also seemed very handsome to me. Trying to stop myself from saying some stupid thing, I ended up mumbling, Thank you. I'm sorry? You're so sweet. I am what? Excuse me? 
I didn't know what to say anymore, so I just left. As I turned around the corner, I entered the restrooms and looked at myself in the mirror. Right after me, Melissa entered the bathroom. Hey, you better not be thinking about winning the competition. Or having Thorn. Why? Is he your boyfriend? Of course. That guy dressed in rags is not my boyfriend. But I know he likes me, and I'd like to keep it that way. I want everyone to like only me. And she left. What a jerk! As soon as I got home, I immediately started working on the competition's requirements. I didn't sleep for nights. One day, I was laying on a private beach in a huge mansion with my yacht parked in front of me, sunbathing while the butler was serving me fresh juices, when a hand on the shoulder woke me up. Hey, Sleeping Beauty. You've been sleeping during math, biology, and literature. Time to go home. Oh no, Thorn had seen me. I probably looked like a zombie. I checked my phone. It was so late. Mom would be so worried. The last bus had left already, and in the countryside, there is no other way to get back home unless you have a car, which neither I or Mom had. How will you get home? I'll walk. Really? How far do you live? Not so far. About 20 miles from here. Nonsense. Come on, let me give you a ride home. What? He had a car already? I wanted to refuse, but I was short on options, so I accepted his offer. When we were outside the school, there was no car parked in the parking lot. I got so angry at him. Are you playing around with me? There's no car here. I never said I have a car. He smiled and jumped on a crazy sports motorbike. He turned it on and pressed the accelerator once. My heart thumped. How can you possibly have a motorbike at this age? Gift from my dad for my 16th birthday. Come on, hop on. Driving fast with Thorn on the country roads was far better than the dream I just had. When he finally stopped in front of my house, I was a bit disappointed because I wanted to go for a longer ride. But eventually, I took off my helmet and handed it to him. Very kind of you. Thank you. Good night. A few days later, Melissa's competition was taking place. She was sitting in a classroom together with her two ugly and stupid friends, while at least 30 girls from the school, including me, were waiting in line outside the classroom to present our work. At the classroom store stood a guy about my age checking our work before Melissa. He had to make sure to discard anything that could look like trash to her before she could waste her time. Probably one of her slaves that she kept around. When it was my turn to enter the class, he looked at my work to check if it was printed or handmade. Hey, who do you think I am? I am sorry, I am just doing my job. I never seen such unbelievable art before. It's so perfect, it looks like you have printed it. Well, FYI, I can't even afford a printer. Otherwise, I wouldn't do this. And I've never seen a girl at our age being so honest. My name is James. My name is... I have a boyfriend waiting to applaud for me right at the end of this corridor. But when I turned around, Thorn wasn't amongst the crowd. Where the heck was he? I didn't have time to look for him because it was my turn to enter. James let me pass through and I approached Melissa. Well, 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 look who's here, the loser. More than Melissa, I hated her friends laughing at every dumb thing she'd say. Melissa, I am not here to make friends. I am here to do business with you. You don't have to like me as long as you like my work. You pay me, I work for you, that's it. I'm pretty sure they're no better than the others before you. But as soon as she opened my sketchbook, she didn't say a word for five minutes. Melissa was impressed for the first time in her life and she didn't know how to react. So, she tried not to say something nice and the best she could say was, They're not bad. Let me ask my brother what he thinks. James, what do you think? James was her brother? How could they be so different? James was very polite compared to his brat sister. I love him. Even though I didn't know James, it felt <laughs> great to be supported. All right, 
Monday after school at my mansion. If you're late, you're fired without even starting. Now get lost. James, wrap it up. It's done. I couldn't believe it. I was so happy I hugged Melissa for a moment. But then I controlled myself, remembering that she will be my boss from now on. Hey, don't touch me with those dirty hands of yours. I couldn't care less for her insults right now. I left the classroom. Where was Thorne anyway? I looked for him everywhere in the corridors, and then I walked outside. He was just getting off his motorbike and running to me. Hey, I heard you won. Congratulations. I knew it. Hey, I have a great idea. What do you say we take off for a little trip today? A trip? Today? I can't afford it. Don't worry, I have some savings from the money that my parents give me. We just need permission from my dad to ride the bike across country. Officially, it's still in his name, and I can't leave the state without his permission. Unbelievable! He drove me home to pack my things, and I also told Mom. But before we departed, just outside my home, Thorne asked me something that I will remember for the rest of my life. Honey, listen. Remember I told you that I needed permission from my dad regarding the bike? Yes. Well, he would never sign me that permission because my parents are just too worried about me. But I want to make us happy with this trip, so here's what we can do. You're a great painter. Then he showed me two pieces of paper. This is the permission I need from my dad, and in this other paper, his signature from an irrelevant document. Can you just copy it from here to here? I was a bit confused and scared. Copying a signature? It's for us, to make us happy. I love you. My heart was coming out of my chest. I copied his dad's signature without thinking any further, and we left. A little later, it started to rain like heck. After a few minutes of riding, Thorne stopped in front of a bank. I need to withdraw some cash from my account. After five minutes, he came out of the bank running, holding a bag full of cash. What? At first, he ran past me, but then he remembered that he had left me behind. Run! He completely forgot about the motorbike. What the heck is going on, Thorne? He wasn't answering. I heard the police sirens approaching. My legs couldn't keep going anymore, and Thorne just kept dragging me faster and faster. After a few minutes, he turned down an alley. I turned around, and I saw seven police cars stopping right in front of us. I turned to Thorne to inform him, but he wasn't there anymore and had disappeared altogether with the bag of cash. The police arrested me. I couldn't believe what just happened. And most importantly, I didn't even know what was going on. Police took me to the station where I got to call mom. She came over quickly, crying and screaming. My little daughter, she is innocent. Let her go. After telling them everything, the police told me what was going on. You haven't signed Thorne's dad's motorbike permission, but rather a super rich businessman's bank account and withdrawal authorization. Thorne wasn't who he said he was, and he had completely used my drawing talent all this time just for that moment. The police said he had done similar things before. For example, stealing a motorbike. That jerk! How could I have trusted him? A police car took both mom and me home. I could only cry on my bed all night. Mom sat next to me. Don't worry, honey. It is normal to be fooled by many kinds of guys at this age. The important thing is to stay true to yourself and not intentionally be involved in such things. Is this how you were fooled by dad? Mom didn't answer, but instead, she just hugged me. On Monday, I went to Melissa's mansion. It was huge. I pulled myself together and rang the bell. James opened the door. Oh, hi. It's you. He was looking around for Thorn. Useless to check for Thorn, I broke up with him. Did you? That's good. <clears throat> I mean, I'm so sorry. No, you're not. I've seen how you look at me. 
James only smiled and let me in. I started working for Melissa right away, and James was always there. He was very kind to me, and he for sure wasn't sticking around to make some money out of me. One day, when I finished work, he asked me out. Would you like to have dinner with me? I smiled and nodded. It took you long enough to ask. I dashed along the hallway, then skidded to a halt in front of the classroom door. Ah, I was late. Again. Miss Anderson, what's your excuse today? Warning, sir. I'm sorry, but my spaniel hit my shoes, then I tripped over a package by my front door, then my heap of a junk car wouldn't start, and... That's enough. Good God. Please sit down. Ashley already took attendance. What? So much for my perfectly crafted excuse. Mr. O'Shaughnessy totally would have let it slide, but she had to ruin it. I'm Ashley. I'm pretty. I'm perfect. Everybody likes me. Well, no one likes teacher's pets, Ashley. Think I'm being too harsh on her? <laughs> Just ask anyone about Ashley Mae Anderson. Ashley's father's a vet with a Medal of Valor. They even had dinner with the president at the White House. For her sweet 16, she rented out the swankiest club downtown for an entire weekend. And David Guetta DJed. Ashley dated two college boys at the same time, and when they found out, things got physical. Okay, okay, maybe not all of that was true, but who cares? Look, the main character here is me. Hi, my name's Ashley Mae Anderson. I know, what a freaky coincidence, right? But that's the only thing we had in common. Because unlike popular Ashley, I'm just a normal teen who's just minding her own business. But then she transferred here and messed up everything. This happens every time I open my locker. And they're not addressed to me, but to Ashley. Jeez, why do boys go so cuckoo bananas over that pretentious princess? I gathered that whole cluster and dumped them on Ashley's desk. Here's your delivery for the day. Oh, I have no use for those things. You can keep them if you want. <laughs> how snobby. I know those rumors weren't all lies. Alright, if you said so. Being mistaken for Ashley was so annoying that I did consider putting a sign on my locker or something. But I suppose sometimes it actually had its perks. Like when I accidentally knocked over a trash can in the school's parking lot. But upon knowing my name, the janitor said my father was his commanding officer back in the day and let me off. And believe it or not, these mix-ups didn't only happen at school. Once, my family went out for dinner and the staff at this restaurant thought we were the other Andersons. They must be some really important people cause the super attentive waiters topped up our drinks for free and gave us complimentary desserts. Pretty sweet, right? Only when we were leaving, things almost went south when the manager shook my dad's hand and said, Thank you for your service. My dad seemed confused, but fortunately, I dragged him away before they busted us. I mean, Ashley's been enjoying these privileges her entire life, so it's fair I benefit a little from them. Especially since I have to endure being called her Walmart version. Anyway, back to me. I arrived home to find a teary-eyed girl sitting on her front porch. She must be one of Billy's exes. If your brother's a jock that all girls flock around, you'd get used to this real soon. He went through girlfriends quicker than hair gel, and he always had some peeves about them, like Mandy, too clingy, Katie, too dramatic, Maggie, too flirty. The list goes on. Then, as soon as my backpack hit the bedroom floor, my door burst open. Hey, I need your help. What? 
need a hand to make up with cry Barbie out there? She's ancient history. Check this out. Her name's Jane Brown. Ain't she a beaut? I immediately recognized her. She's the waitress that he kept eyeing the other day. Now, he needed my help to ask her out and not seem creepy. So, I suggested taking her to his friend Alexander's party this weekend. How do you know about that? Isn't that cool people exclusive? As if I wanted to. I was added to their group chat by accident because they thought I was Ashley. <laughs> right. Hot Ashley. You should come too. I'll be with Jane, but Victor will be there. Wait, I'll see my crush at that stupid party? Sign me up then! Jocks, cheerleaders, stuck-up kids. This place was packed with people like Billy. My brother briefly introduced me to the host Alexander, while Madison followed him around looking all shy and gooey-eyed. Wasn't she bothered that all Alexander seemed to care about was if anyone had seen Ashley? I also got to officially meet Jane, but the person I was looking for was Victor. He's so much more than just a cute face in the crowd. He's the peanut butter to my jelly. But before I could talk to him, a bunch of dudes popped out of nowhere. This is Ashley? Oh man, I thought she was supposed to be pretty. No offense though. She's a six if you squint hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm squinting now and you're barely even a two yourself. No offense though. What, what did, did you, you say? say? <laughs> Don't worry, you could still go after pretty girls. They just need a crate of fear first. The crowd suddenly felt silent and stared at us. This party is so lame. Peace out, losers. Anywhere is better than that stuffy elitist hellhole. But it's a bummer I didn't get to talk to Victor. He's Billy's best bro and used to come hang out at our place pretty much every day. But not anymore. Guess has been avoiding me ever since I told him I had feelings for him. <sighs> I was going to settle things with him tonight, but those jerks ruined it. Do I need to print my own t-shirt saying, I'm Ashley, you must be looking for Ashley? The next day, while looking for Victor, I heard someone calling my name. But I turned around only to see Alexander calling for, ugh, Ashley. So annoying. I saw him make a move on her, but she said guys like him bored her, then proceeded to list all his flaws. Oof, harsh. From then on, I tried my best to avoid Ashley, and thought my life would be light and breezy. But nope. On the contrary, I found myself in a series of unfortunate events. One day, a stack of religious magazines randomly showed up on our doorstep. But the real kicker was, they were all addressed specifically to me! And there was absolutely no way to convince my family and neighbors that I wasn't a member of the Church of Scientology. Two days later, all of my clean clothes had some weird stains and holes on them. I had to beg Billy to lend me some of his. That day, I went to school in an old jersey, looking like a midget. <sighs> then, this Monday, I became the center of attention by showing up with my face covered in pimple patches and band-aids. Well, that's because I woke up to countless cystic acne and didn't have enough patches. This resulted in me being called the mummy for five days straight. But the final straw was my car having two flat tires! The clock was ticking, so I asked Billy to take me to school. However, he just flat out refused, saying he'd already promised to pick Jane up. No other choice, I had to ride my old bike. When I saw Billy's car in the driveway, my pettiness got the better of me, so I splashed my half-empty milk carton over the windshield. I'm on my way. Oh my god, you little brat! Sorry, babe, you won't believe what my sister just did. Seeing Billy's reaction was chef's kiss. Ha! 
You got it coming, big bro. The next day, my car was fixed, so I managed to get to school early. Looks like my string of bad luck was finally over. Okay, let's see who wants to confess to Queen Ashley today. From... Victor? Oh no, why him? I stood there, frozen with a letter in my hand, still processing the situation when a friend came and showed me something on her phone. It's a video of me singing and dancing in my room! No one's supposed to see this, ever! It had been uploaded by some throwaway account, but who else could it be but... Jesus Christ! Billy! I rushed home to see Billy and Jane cuddling in the living room. How's he still so calm after pulling that on me? I confronted him, and he didn't even bother denying it, and even said that's what I deserved for vandalizing his car. We screamed and shouted at each other, but before we ended up in a fistfight, he stopped and stumped off to his room. I was still fuming, glaring at his shadow, when I saw Jane gawping at me in delight. Don't blame your poor brother too much, dear. It was I who pulled the strings. What? Jane? But why? We'd barely even interacted. Then she went on about all of my mishaps lately were her doings. Yep, my so-called bad luck, it had been Jane all along. That's for stealing Alexander from my sister. He's her first love. Do you know how heartbroken Zoe has been? Wait, Zoe who? And why on earth would I choose to mingle with that playboy Alex? Kudos to this girl for thinking I could ever steal someone's boyfriend. Hello, I'm still struggling with my lifelong crush over here. I tried to tell her she made a mistake, but she wouldn't listen. Stop denying it. I know it's you. You're East High's Ashley with a vet dad. That checked all the boxes already. Hold up. There's another Ashley Mae Anderson in our school. She's Ashley with EY. I'm Ashley, E-I-G-H. Her dad is a war veteran. My father is a veterinarian. Oh, snap. Good lord. She devised this intricate plan, approached Billy just to make it work, and was successful for the most part. Well, apart from having the wrong person. Just amazing. Jane apologized and promised to take down the video. However, she wanted me to help her take revenge on Ashley in return. I didn't want to get involved, but I also never wanted to be on her bad side again, so I reluctantly agreed. But if you think about it, Jane's story didn't quite add up. Ashley seemed to have a holier-than-thou attitude and had dozens of admirers waiting in line. Why would she get in between them? Not to mention, Alexander's a notorious player who Ashley already ruthlessly rejected. I believe there's more to this. As expected, thanks to that video, my school life was now even more awkward than usual. But it didn't matter, as I was too preoccupied with Operation Ashley. Today's mission? Approach her after cheerleading practice. I stood in the corner, behind the bleacher, waiting for my chance. But before I showed myself, I saw Madison march over, say something to Ashley, then storm off. After that, Ashley started… sobbing? I didn't know what happened, but I felt bad for her. So I tried comforting her, but she kept brushing me off. Look, you can keep the Ice Queen act all you want, but I know you have feelings too. I thought you might have something else you want to share with me, not just the name. And it was like I pulled a lever that let out all of her bottled-up emotions, and we had a heart-to-heart -heart all afternoon. Just as I thought, things weren't what they seemed. We'd better talk this through with one another. So I set up a meeting at a cafe in the South Coast Plaza, as they wouldn't dare to cause a scene in public, right? 
Anyway, Ashley clarified that Alexander and her weren't a thing, while assuring Zoe that she deserved a guy much better than him. But Alex was really sweet to me. He gave me this present on our one-month anniversary. Did he say it's his grandmother's? Yeah, he tried giving me an identical one on my birthday. I'd say you dodged a bullet when you two broke up. Please, look at yourself first. You two flirt with boys left and right and still act all high and mighty. Get off that high horse. Ashley seemed genuinely hurt by Jane's words that it took her a while to speak up. I'm just sick and tired of being the popular girl who has to live up to everyone's expectations. It's too exhausting. I thought transferring here would mean a fresh start, but everyone still has this impression of me which I can't seem to change. The rest of us looked at each other in confusion when we saw how sad Ashley's situation actually was. We didn't know there were so many downsides to being high school popular. Ashley, you know you can just be yourself, right? The world will have to accept you for who you truly are. If people don't like you, then so be it. Yeah, if they don't, that's their problem, not yours. You can't fit into a mold to please everyone, because there's no such thing. I don't want to agree with her, but she has a point. Let the whole world know the real Ashley, and you too, Zoe. Someday, you'll find a good guy who loves you for yourself. Alright girls, that's settled. Now, I have to deal with my own mess. Billy found out the truth and now he's been ghosting me. But I swear to God, I'm in love with this guy. Gotta go. Bye! I couldn't believe I was rooting for my saboteur and her accomplice to be together. But here I was. Go get him, tiger! The next Monday, Ashley walked to class and had lunch with me instead of Madison and her clique. And of course, this didn't go unnoticed. You left us for her? What is she? You're not hot, sister? <laughs> Before I could clap back, Ashley stood up and unleashed her inner sass. This is me living my life as my true self. If any of you bootlickers have something to say about that, you can shove it where the sun won't shine. Sweet Mary Jesus and Holy Spirits! Who knew she had it in her? Her words completely decimated those hyenas. And suddenly, someone grabbed my wrist. Victor? Slow down! Where are you taking me? Besides, you got the wrong person, and also the wrong address for this. You should give it to her yourself. Actually, I sent it to the right girl, but apparently, she still hasn't opened it. Wait... What? And you're right, I should tell her myself. It's just that Billy and I made a deal that sisters are off limits, so I thought it's better to avoid you. But hearing Ashley talk about being herself made me realize that I'm sick of hiding my feelings. I'm gonna make Billy see how sincere I am for you. Before I do that, Ashley, I like you. And, um, will you go on a date with me? Yes! Um, I mean, yeah, I suppose that would be cool. This is beyond my wildest dream! Not only do I have a brand new friend, but also a date with my dream guy! Fortune is finally smiling on me. <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes. A hidden camera, right in my room. This couldn't be happening. Who installed it? And how did I not see it? Hi, my name's Susan, and you would never believe the story I'm about to tell you. I wouldn't believe it either, and to be honest, I still don't. 
I'll start by saying that ever since I was a kid, I've been considered weird. Yeah, my hobbies are not what you'd call ordinary. I used to watch videos about conspiracy theories. I believed in ghosts and the afterlife. I saw signs in everything. My friends and parents had gotten used to my peculiarities a long time ago. My mom and dad were more concerned that I was doing well in school and not hanging with shady people. My friends, on the other hand, appreciated my sense of humor and openness. And all was well until the night when I first noticed something strange. My friends and I were coming home from the movie theater, discussing the movie and making plans. Usually, we walk together to the same intersection, and then we go our separate ways home. We wished each other good night, exchanged jokes, and I turned onto my street. I was in a good mood. I walked past the houses and smiled to myself. But the smile disappeared from my face when I put my hand in my pocket to get my headphones. The pocket was empty. Oh, damn. I lost my headphones that my parents had given me for my birthday years ago. Maybe I dropped them on the way. <sighs> With a sigh, I headed back to the intersection, hoping that my headphones were still lying on the pavement somewhere. As I turned to the corner, however, I instantly forgot about losing them. My friends, who seemed to have gone home at the same time as I did, were standing at the same intersection where we said goodbye, arguing about something. I froze and opened my mouth to call out to my friends. Suddenly, Owen saw me. It's Susan, he yelled. The guy's faces changed and they started running away. I was still standing at the intersection, not really sure what was going on. I had no choice but to turn around and go home, giving up on my lost headphones. So, what was that all about? I asked this question in our shared chat room. What do you mean? Owen replied immediately. Don't make a fool out of me. I saw you at the intersection. You ran away as soon as you saw me. The chat was silent for about five minutes. I saw the guys were typing something, but they never sent it. I could bet that outside of the chat, they were discussing how to respond. You're making things up again, Susan. Finally wrote Tori. Did you watch your weird reptiloid videos all night again? The others responded with smiley faces. Oh, really? Of course, the best defense is offense. And actually, reptiloids do exist. I'll see how these geniuses laugh when the lizards take over the planet. I decided not to respond and toss the phone aside. And these are my best friends. I watched the notifications from the shared chat up on my phone all evening, but I didn't respond. Surely, they were making wisecracks about my imagination. But the strange things didn't stop there. In the morning on my way down to breakfast, I heard my parents talking, and I almost fell down the stairs. They clearly weren't ready for me to get up so early. What do we need to talk about? Dad asked. I'd never had time to read the message. I had a lot of work to do. John, you're being irresponsible about your role. Mom answered, We need to say that Anne Jacqueline is sick, and we need to visit her next week. That doesn't sound believable, to be honest. Well, what can I do? They told me to improvise, and I last acted in a school play about 20 years ago. What does it all mean? What kind of roles are they talking about? Meanwhile, my parents finished their strange conversation, and my mother shouted, Susan, breakfast is ready! I had to go downstairs and pretend I didn't hear anything. Of course, my appetite was out of the question. Thoughts swirled in my head, one more suspicious than the next. 
My friends obviously wanted to discuss something without me. This has never happened before. We always did everything together and had no secrets from each other. My parents were up to something too and made up some crazy story about Aunt Jacqueline. Just so you understand, my Aunt Jacqueline is a very rich and very unpleasant person. Even on her deathbed, she wouldn't want to have poor people like us hanging around her. So, the story my parents were going to tell me was a total fail. But that's not what surprised me. They said to improvise. Who's they? Ugh, all this weirdness is worthy of the Shane Dawson channel. I'd love to jump to a conclusion or two, but I had absolutely no clue as to what was going on. I wanted to keep a closer eye on my parents' behavior, and I decided not to communicate with my friends at all for now. I was so offended by what they said. I was so angry that they made me look like a freak. So I'll let them hang out without me until they admit what they did was wrong. And they can explain their bizarre behavior. Well, for the next few days, my parents didn't raise any suspicions, as if they knew I was watching them closely. We usually spent Friday nights together. We'd have a nice dinner, and then we'd sit in front of the TV and watch a movie. We have a rule in our family. We take turns choosing a movie. One week it was mom, next week it was dad, and the week after, it was my turn. If it wasn't for this rule, I would have only survived family movie nights for a couple of months. My parents would usually pick some old movie, and I would almost fall asleep in the middle of it. But when it was my turn, we always had a great time. Well, at least I did. This Friday, I was out of luck. My mother, as usual, chose some old sob story. But this time, I didn't manage to get any sleep. The movie was called The Truman Show, and it was about a man who one day discovers that his whole life was a reality show. There were cameras everywhere. Every event in his life was directed by a genius producer, and the people, even those closest to him, are just actors playing parts. I forgot how to breathe. The credits were rolling on the screen, and I still couldn't get my thoughts together. Susan, is everything okay? Mom put her hand on my shoulder. Yeah. I stared at her. They said to improvise. Mom's words played in my head like a broken record, and my friends discussing something behind my back and then pretending it didn't happen. This couldn't be happening. Of course I couldn't sleep that night. Rolling from side to side, I tried to calm down and prove to myself that there was no reality show featuring me. It was a ridiculous idea. I could write a book with my wild imagination. I decided to bring my teddy bear Barney to bed. When I was a kid, he always helped me fall asleep quickly. But at some point, I decided that sleeping with a teddy bear at my age was stupid. Since then, Barney had settled on the shelf above my desk. I haven't picked him up for such a long time, and I wish I hadn't. Once I looked at his cute face, I screamed and dropped the toy on the floor. No way! As I took Barney into my hands again and looked closely, I felt my insides freeze. A hidden camera. It was installed in the right eye of my teddy bear. Who installed it? And what was it filming? Is my whole life a scripted show, like in that movie? My parents came running into the room. When my mom saw Barney in my arms, she gasped and stared at my dad. Why didn't you tell me the truth? I screamed. What do you mean? 
Dad looked at Mom disapprovingly. Didn't you tell her everything? I should have, but I forgot. Susan, it's... You forgot? I threw the bear to the floor. Forgot to tell me that my whole life is a stupid reality show, and you're complete strangers to me. How could you forget that? Honey, Dad said softly, don't be so dramatic. What's he talking about? What do you mean dramatic? Now I knew what that strange remark from Mom meant. My parents suggested we talk about this in the morning over breakfast without getting too emotional. They took Barney and cautiously left the room, clearly afraid of making me more angry. I was in shock. What was I supposed to do now? Where to go if everything around me isn't real? I grabbed my phone and opened the group chat room. My friends for days now have been trying in vain to work things out with me by sending me funny stickers and asking how I was doing and how long I was going to stay mad. Stay mad? I know everything! Despite the late hour, my message was immediately read by everyone in the chat room. Barry was the first to respond. I knew it was a stupid idea. Well, you should have thought of something different, Monica replied. Susan, we're sorry we tricked you. We had no other choice. Owen added a crying smiley face. I started typing, feeling tears well up in my eyes. What do you mean there was no other way out? My whole life is ruined. Now I don't know what's true and what's a lie. Who are my real friends and who are the actors who are paid to pretend to be my friends? Uh, Sue? You're obviously overreacting, Tori said. I felt like smashing the phone against the wall. Overreacting? My whole life is a freaking reality show, and I'm overacting? Susan, I don't really understand what you mean. Barry stepped in again. We just wanted to surprise you. I know those headphones were dare to you, but the ones we got you are mind-blowing. What other headphones? I was totally confused about what was going on. And then my friends, interrupting each other, began to tell me their vision of what was happening. As it turned out, they'd long noticed that my headphones were barely alive. Barry, Owen, Tori, and Monica decided to chip in and buy me the coolest new headphones. And to make sure I would use them, they decided to steal my old headphones. And that's what my friends did that day at the movie theater. I swear, Sue, you're gonna go crazy when you hear those basses, raved Owen. Wait a minute. You wrote that you knew everything. What did you mean by that? I didn't know what to answer, Tori. I didn't want to look any weirder than I was. Okay, this part of the story seemed pretty believable. But what the hell was up with the camera in my room? That's what my parents told me at breakfast. We installed hidden cameras a long time ago, Mom explained. There's more than one in the house, one per room. But don't worry, we only turn them on when the whole family goes on vacation. I should have told you about it, but I forgot. I got carried away. Actually, it's strange that you've only noticed them now, dear. Daddy frowned. How do you clean your room? Again, the best defense is a good offense. But what about the one sentence that scarred me so much? Our friends invited us to a spa hotel next week. To relax, to have fun, Mom said. We were embarrassed that we weren't taking you with us, and we didn't want you to think we were tired of you. To be honest, I still didn't fully believe their explanations. Too many coincidences, don't you think? Or maybe I am living in a reality show. But then, how do I know for sure? Please, share your opinion in the comments.
And if you like my story, subscribe to our channel and like this video.